Do you ever feel stressed or anxious? And if so, what are your coping tools? One tool that we always have on us is our phone, and an app that you can actually download to help with things like meditation, stress, and anxiety is Calm. Calm is the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation, and it was even named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. Calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of Calm can change your whole entire day. If you head to calm.com slash coffee talk, you'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, focus, and relationships, including a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. You'll also get things like sleep stories, they're like bedtime stories for grown-ups, and so much more. So head to calm.com slash coffee talk, C-O-F-F-E-E-T-A-L-K, to get 25% off a premium subscription. Kaylin's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. Self-care isn't always lush bath bombs and $20 face masks. Sometimes it's about going to bed at 8 p.m., letting go of a bad friend, forgiving yourself for not meeting your impossible standards and understanding that you are worth it. Self-care isn't always a luxury, but a means of survival. Unknown. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of my Coffee Talk podcast. For today, I'm actually drinking tea instead of coffee because I'm sick. I got hit so hard this weekend. Like, I can't explain to you. I went from not being sick at all to just like flatlined, man down, I'm dead. Like, don't come looking for me. I'm not going to be revived type of sick really, really fast. And I feel like I'm kind of coming out on the other end of it now. But damn, it's still it's still taking me for a bit of a ride. And so today I decided to brew myself a nice cup of tea instead of coffee to just help my throat and also make it so that I don't sound like a frog this whole coffee talk. So I guess maybe we should call it a tea talk today. But for today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about picking up our own slack. And this is obviously super relevant because now that I'm sick, I'm going to have a lot of stuff to catch up on. And I actually planned talking about this before I even got sick. So it's even more, you know, relatable now because I've been not only just sick, but I had some family down and just in general with the move and everything, I felt a bit more behind than I had anticipated. And lately, I've been feeling this little cloud of just like, I don't want to say anxiety, but just this little cloud of knowing floating above my head that's like, you're going to need to start picking up some slack soon. And then fast forward to me getting sick. And so it's even more you know relevant now that I really, truly do have to pick up a lot of slack. I'm hoping starting tomorrow because praying to God by the time that comes around, I won't be sick anymore. So here's the thing. And let me know if you relate. But I feel like we always feel like we have to catch up on just life in general. I feel like there's never really a time, unless you're on like vacation or you're meditating or I don't even know, but most of the time we always feel like there's things we could or should be doing. Am I right? So I feel like before we jump into the whole picking up your own slack, we need to just preface it with picking up your own slack, but still including that little bit of self-care, which is why I included the quote at the beginning of this, because sometimes picking up your own slack is even just 
going to bed early, taking care of yourself, you know, washing your bedding, doing some laundry and just gisting. Like to me, gisting is even picking up my own slack. When sometimes chores fall behind or work falls behind, it doesn't necessarily always have to be these crazy goals that we're setting that we're feeling like we need to, you know, pick up our own slack for. Sometimes it's even just things as simple as cleaning our clothes, putting on a hair mask, and just decompressing and just catching up on all of the things that are more physical or catching up on all of the things that are a little bit more spiritual, like just breathing or doing a little bit of yoga, taking some time for yourself. Because I feel like initially, if we make the goal of picking up our own slack to always just be to better our lives on a whole like balanced level, then picking up our own slack can become fun rather than stressful. Whether it is that you're trying to pick up the slack at work or pick up the slack with going to the gym or pick up the slack with just even catching up on some reading or like I said, catching up on some sleep, which is another thing that, surprise, I still really need to do. Probably why I got sick. What I'm saying is that sometimes we do need to pick up the slack in our lives, but it doesn't mean that we need to kill ourselves to do it. So let me tell you guys the mentality I have on picking up the slack, getting back on course with life, you know, feeling like you're on your A game again without feeling like you have to break your neck. There's something that I kind of came up with. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it was after actually I went and saw the Drake concert, which by the way, I also haven't talked about that with you guys, but wow, I again still feel like my soul has not returned to me. I feel like Taylor Swift, that concert took a piece of my soul and then I went to Drake and whatever was left of me, Drake just just took. But in the middle of his show, he did this like halftime thing and I don't know why, but later on that week when I was thinking about picking up your own slack and how to just kind of take a moment to even just acknowledge where you're at in life and see how much slack you really do need to pick up on, it was like, oh, I should call it a halftime. Just that little break, you know, in the middle of the game of life where you're just taking a second to collect yourself, to check in with where you're at, to catch a breather, to drink a little bit of water before you get back into the game. And so, So for me with halftime, I ended up spelling it H-A-F-F and it's something that I think I might try and introduce onto my channel somehow too, but this is literally a concept I came up with like two weeks ago and it's, it's been, it's been fun playing around with it and just reminding myself to use it with all of the slack I need to pick up on like tomorrow. But instead of H-A-L-F, it's H-A-F-F because it's using things like honesty, acceptance, forgiveness, and focus to accept exactly where you are in life in order to push yourself to pick up some slack and get even just a little bit further, you know? So halftime. We'll start with honesty, obviously, because that's the first one. I feel like when it comes to picking up our own slack, we need to first be honest with exactly where we're at in life. And this can always be one of the harder parts for most of us to deal with because we don't want to be honest with where we're at. We're like, oh yeah, we're doing fine. We're doing totally okay. We're just tricking ourselves into thinking that we're coasting along totally fine and that freaking out on the car driving next to you is just totally normal or sleeping in all day and not getting any of your work done is totally totally fine. It's just because you were tired, not because you're just in a slump. And you know what I'm saying? Like getting honest with exactly where you're at without being judgmental of exactly where you're at. Like don't judge where you're at as being good or bad. Just be honest. Like where exactly do you feel you are? Where do you think your life is heading? Where is your life right at this moment? Where would you like it to be? Just get really honest with exactly where you are at this moment. For instance, for me, I know that as much as I talk and go on and on about all this work I always have to do, 
During the days, while I do get a, a lot of work done between the earlier hours in the morning, I can always feel my motivation slipping in the afternoon. And it's something that I need to just be honest with myself about because if I'm not honest about it, then I'm not able to accept it and work with it. And instead, it just continues to be this little like elephant in the room where I'm like, oh my God, I work so hard. But meanwhile, 3 p.m. rolls around and I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to make a coffee and take Bentley for a little walk because I need to like refresh, you know, like not that that's a bad thing. I do think that we do need time to refresh and I do think that we need to have a balance, but I also think we need to be honest with ourselves when we're doing something in order to find some balance in our day and we're doing something to just procrastinate, you know, and most of the times in the afternoon where I'm like, I'm gonna make a coffee and walk Bentley. I'm normally just procrastinating whatever it is I have to do to end off my day. The other day, my roommate and I, Larissa, we were talking about just where we tend to quit. It's something that I got from You Are a Badass, Jen Sincero, the book. It's like I've talked about it a million times. But one of the points from that book that's always stuck out to me is she asks, where along the pathway to your goals do you tend to drop off or quit? And Larissa was saying like, oh God, I quit early. And I'm like, oh God, like I quit late. Like I always quit, I would say about the 80% mark. I will see something through to about 80% and then all of a sudden, right as it's about to fully come together, for some reason, I wig out, I freak out and I self-sabotage and I drop. And that is exactly even what I do sometimes on a daily basis, you know? It's 3 p.m. If I could just push through two more hours of a little bit more work, I could have all night to just sit around and just do whatever I want to do. But for some reason, 3 p.m. rolls around, 80% of my work is done and I'm just like procrastination station. And then I spend my whole night just stressing about the things that I keep procrastinating and end up pushing into the next day. And then I end up falling behind. Being honest with myself about this is something that has helped me substantially last week and I hope will help me substantially going into this week because it's something that I was a little ashamed to admit because I, I don't think that I don't work hard. I know I work hard, but I have a really, I guess I'm just hard on myself sometimes. And so I know that even though I do work hard, I could be working a little bit harder. Or there's even just slight habits I could change to make it so that I'm a bit more efficient. It's not even about working harder. It's just about working smarter. And I know that there are so many ways that I could just work a little bit smarter and be way further along. And I know that we have to kind of accept where we're at before we can even get to where we need to go. And that's why I'm saying that there is no option for me to be further along at this point because that's resisting what already is. The truth of the matter is I am exactly where I am because of my own decisions and my own habits. And with being honest about those decisions and being honest about those habits, I'm able to then move into the next step, which is acceptance. And with acceptance, be able to actually work with what I've got in front of me rather than what I wish was in front of me. So once we're honest with exactly where we're at, where the habits are that we need to maybe change, how we could be doing things a little bit more smart, how we could just overall in general just give our lives a little spruce, you know? That is where we need to come in and now accept it. And this one is super important because I feel like it's one that we all tend to kind of jump over. We just, we're honest with ourselves and then we beat ourselves up for it and just skip right forward to the go, go, go and, and change, change, change. And then we wonder why nothing ever tends to stick. We end up right back in the same ruts or we end up right back in the same bad routines. And I think it's because we forget to accept where we're at. It's not just about being honest with where we're at. It's then about accepting it without judging. Like, okay, so what? 3 p.m. rolls around and you end up procrastinating your day. Maybe it's not even 3 p.m. Maybe 
You just keep sleeping in and missing your alarm and not really getting ready for work or not putting in your best effort for things that you really wish you were putting in your best effort for. Once you're honest about those things, then you're going to be able to accept it. Because with acceptance and saying, okay, I accept that this is what I'm doing, but it doesn't mean it needs to be what I continue doing, then you're kind of like letting yourself off the hook. You're no longer resisting what actually is with what you wish things were to be. And when we stop resisting, so much opportunity unfolds in front of us. And this isn't even just I mean, of course, today we're talking about picking up our own slack, but this isn't even just with this. This is like when you're driving on the road and there's traffic and you're just so angry about how long it's going to take you to get where you're going. Either way, you're going to get there at the time you're going to get there. In a way, it's already happened. So why spend that whole time resisting the traffic, being mad about the traffic, cursing the traffic, getting all angry and hostile, and then you show up to where you're actually going at the same time you would had you had just accepted the traffic, but you're all hot and bothered, and then you end up milking that negativity for the rest of the day. That is the difference between resistance and acceptance. It sucks, but it's true. Sometimes we just need to accept exactly where we are once we're honest about it so that we can actually move forward with where we want to be and where we want to be getting to. Just the other night when my sister was here, we were talking about acceptance, I guess, or just the overall theme. I mean, we weren't like, oh, let's talk about acceptance today, but it just kind of trickled into our conversation. And something I was telling her about was about the book I read. I feel like I maybe have told you guys about it in a video or maybe in the last week's podcast episode, but there's this one story in it that still is sticking with me and I've used it all week, okay? I had one of the worst days. That's aggressive. I had a pretty bad day the other day where it was the day I actually woke up sick. I broke my blinds. I was driving, got a huge chip in my windshield, ended up literally man down with just just so sick. My credit card has been hacked again, which, okay, like that's just a whole other whatever. Anyway, long story short, the only reason why I didn't fester and I didn't let it, even though I was kind of in a mood more so because I was tired and sick, I didn't let it like linger is because of this one story from Brand New Earth by Eckhart Tolle where he talks about this one master that just says, nothing really bothers me. And every time something has gone on in the last week, I just go, nothing really bothers me. And it makes me just feel so invincible and so badass that I'm just like, you know what? It's kind of true. Nothing does really bother me all of a sudden. It's a mind trick, I guess, in a way, or maybe it's not. Maybe just saying it out loud just makes you realize how minuscule these things are. Most specifically, when I was driving, I was in the middle of talking to my brother, and I literally watched this rock fly up from the truck in front of us, hit my windshield. It was almost like slow motion, you know? And then as it happened, I was like, Did that, was that real? Like, did that, is there a huge chip in my windshield or what? Because it happened so quickly, so fast, but also so slow motion. And I was like, where do I go with this? How do I want to react to this? And the first thing that popped in my head is nothing really bothers me. I was like, okay, okay, that just happened, but it doesn't bother me. Could have been a lot worse. When I think about it, what if there was, excuse me if you're getting morbid, but imagine there was an actual accident that happened or You know, or maybe it wouldn't have happened at all. Maybe I end up going and getting my windshield fixed and I meet, I don't know, Brad Pitt or maybe not Brad Pitt because he's kind of old, but Zac Efron or something. Who freaking knows? But if I spend my whole time being upset and resisting instead of accepting what has happened, then I just turn everything else in my life more toxic. You know, it becomes this huge seeping venom into everything else I do. Where we were heading yesterday, which was to taste food for my dad's wedding, if I had been more upset about that windshield, if I hadn't decided that it didn't bother me, I would have spent the rest of that day miserable about my windshield instead of cracking jokes about it. And I mean, it's really truly not that big of a deal. I'll go get it fixed this week. 
my insurance will end up covering it, and whatever. In the grand scheme of life, it's truly not a huge matter for me to be getting all up and bothered about. So once you're honest with where you're at in life, find a way to accept it. Maybe you don't use the nothing really bothers me. Maybe you decide that everything is happening for a reason, or maybe you decide to look at it as this is okay because of X, Y, Z. You know, there's reasons why we do the things we do. There's always a reason. Even when we're unaware and we're unconscious of the decisions we're making and the actions we're taking, we still have a subconscious purpose that's doing or choosing the things that it's choosing for a reason. So get aware of where you're at in life and then accept it so that you can move on to the forgiveness sappy portion of this halftime, which I'm going to move into right after a few words from the lovely sponsors that brought you today's Coffee Talk podcast. Do you want to know some things that aren't smart? Taking a sip out of your coffee right away, knowing that you just boiled the kettle and brewed yourself a French press and it's going to be piping hot. Letting your friends pick your karaoke song. Or the job sites that'll send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through when hiring for your company. These are all things that are not smart. But do you want to know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash coffee to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply so that you can get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S., And this rating comes from hiring sites like Trustpilot with over a thousand reviews. And right now, all Coffee Talk listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash coffee. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-O-F-F-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash coffee. The smartest way to hire. So now that our own personal Coffee Talk halftime is over, let's get back to our metaphorical halftime, shall we? Next up is forgiveness. And this is another one that I don't think that we all skip over, but I definitely think we all tend to have the biggest issue with because we tend to be the hardest on ourselves, right? I know that it might seem that the world as a whole is hard on each other. And there's times where you might walk down the street and see just glaring eyes or just people being kind of rude to each other, but that is all just a direct reflection of how we feel about ourselves. And so forgiving ourselves is something that even though we all talk about it, even though we all pretend to do it, even though we all act as if we have our own backs all the time, a lot of the time it's just a front or a cover for the fact that we actually truly don't forgive ourselves for the mistakes we make or we don't forgive ourselves for where we're at in life. And this can run so subconscious that we don't even realize it, that it's actually acting like You know, those little puppeteers where maybe that's the wrong word, but those people that have the sticks with the strings and you're on the bottom, your perception of yourself is what is controlling you as a puppet. And so when we learn to forgive ourselves, we learn to clear that like windshield, funny enough that we've been talking about my broken windshield. It's almost like using the windshield wipers and wiping our windshields completely clean every time we decide to forgive ourselves and accept ourselves exactly as we are in this moment. Everything that's led up to where you're sitting right now, walking, driving, listening to this, wherever you are, if you can learn to accept, just look around you, accept everything you see, accept exactly how old you are, accept exactly what has been done to you in this life, 
accept exactly the scenarios that build up your day to day. And then not only that, forgive yourself for all the parts of it that aren't what you wish it was to be. That part is probably the most important in all of this because if we forget to do the forgiveness portion, then we'll always be stuck on the same hamster wheel of mistakes and feeling like we're never catching up with our lives because we're so caught up beating ourselves up for not being where we want to be or beating ourselves up for not being good enough and not, you know, exceeding these insane expectations that we all put on ourselves. And because of that, no matter how hard we try and wake up early or hit the gym or whatever, nothing ever truly sticks because it's not coming from a place of authentic self-love, despite how sappy that sounds. It's coming from a place of almost like you deserve this or you've wronged me somehow, even though we're talking to ourselves. And because you've wronged me, I'm going to punish you by making you work even harder. And when you do things out of punishment, think of being a kid. When you were punished to do something, how much effort did you really put into it? Probably not a lot. But think about the times where it was almost like a reward or even just a fun project that you took on in your life. Odds are you probably put a lot more effort into it, right? Even just with lately how much I feel like I've kind of fallen behind on my own stuff. Normally, this is where I would start getting all high strung and wound up and stressed out and make everything just so overwhelming. But instead lately with using the whole nothing really bothers me, but also just taking some actual time. And I'm telling you guys this right now, like talking with a counselor has helped me a lot with this. And this is something that I can talk about in a whole other podcast episode, but This is the first time in my life that I've decided to talk to a counselor when there hasn't really been anything huge going on that makes me feel like I need to. It's solely just because I think it's actually important to have an outsider's perspective. And in doing so, I'm reaping so many more benefits than I ever did before. And one of them is she is really good at calling me out when I'm not forgiving of myself or when I'm being way too hard on myself. And that is something that is really hard to call yourself out for because it's you versus you, right? Only we know our own truths. Only I know how hard I can truly work. Only I know what I'm capable of. And only I can push myself there. And that can be a beautiful thing, but it can also be a very dangerous thing if you're not careful to also be easy on yourself and take care of yourself and just be more forgiving of yourself that you're human. You're not a superhero, okay? So you can't just crush absolutely everything and still be getting eight hours of sleep, eating healthy, meal prepping, working out every day talking to your grandma three times a week and all like everything else, traveling the world, everything that we all just say we want to do. We put all this pressure on ourselves to do. Yet when we don't follow through, we get mad at ourselves. And instead of forgiving ourselves for being, like I said, human, only having a certain amount of chunk of time in the day, we instead beat ourselves up for it. It's going to be impossible to pick up your own slack. It's going to be impossible to feel like you're getting back on track with life if you don't forgive yourself for falling off track to begin with. So start there. Even if you skip the honesty and acceptance, even if you don't know what you need to forgive yourself for yet, just forgive yourself. Just tell yourself, this is so lame, but literally just have a moment, close your eyes and just, you don't even have to say anything to yourself in your head. Just feel it. Like just feel that little touch of, you know what? I accept you. I love you. I love you, Jenna. But truly though, like you need to just take a moment, close your eyes and just feel whatever self-love is for you and just paint yourself in it for five seconds and see how much better you feel. See how much more room you create just around you. Forgiving yourself isn't saying that you're going to fall back into the old habits or old routines that you had before. And I think that that's what stops us from going through the whole self-forgiveness portion is that we're afraid if we forgive ourselves that we're going to let ourselves off the hook and thus fall back into the same routines. But it's actually the opposite. If you don't forgive yourself, 
odds are that resistance, again, is going to push you back into the same self-sabotage that you were in before. And forgiving yourself, you're not saying, okay, this is fine. You can just go right back to doing whatever you were doing before. Instead, you're saying, I forgive you because I've already been honest with myself and accepted what happened. I now have to forgive what happened so that I can focus on how I'm going to change it. It takes away all the ickiness, all the heaviness. It takes away all of that weight and pressure that you're putting on yourself to just be better, do better, pick up your own slack, blah, 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 and just compare yourself to where everybody else is at in life. Compare yourself to where you think you should be at in life. The forgiveness, like I said, is wiping your slate completely clean. It's acting as if you're getting a fresh slate right now. Like you were just picked up out of God only knows what planet, plopped down onto present day earth in the body you're in, in the life you're in, with the family you have, and the circumstances you're surrounded by, and being told, okay, blank slate, here you go. You have no animosity towards yourself. You have no animosity towards even other people, hopefully. And instead, you're given a chance to just completely start fresh. That is what forgiveness does. That lightness that you feel even thinking about it, dig into that. Chase that feeling. Forgive yourself. Love yourself. I don't care how sappy it sounds because everything else you do will never matter if you don't do this first. Which, of course, rolls me into the focus portion of halftime and the final portion before you're about to head back into the game, you know? And if you guys want, let me know and I can do a part two to this where it's talking about getting back into your A game. But like I said, we're just talking about the halftime, kind of regrouping our brains to pick up some slack. Maybe we will make this a two-part series, shall we? Okay, I'm going to record part two after this, and it is going to be the actual going back into the game. But like I said, focus. Once you've been honest with yourself as to where you're at, once you've accepted where you're at, once you've forgiven yourself where you're at, it's now time to turn around and focus. And I feel like you guys already know this, and I feel like you guys are going to agree, but this has always been our favorite point, isn't it? Like, it's always where the gisting comes to life. It's the setting of the goals. It's the getting all prepared. It's literally hunkering down, zoning in, and crushing it. And this is something that I tend to preach a lot and that is why I feel like it's been so important to me this year to kind of talk about what goes into the prep before you focus because, like I said, it can become an unhealthy balance if we're not careful. But now that we've done all the prep work of our brains, it's time to focus. How can you change the things that you need to change? Is it just something as simple as literally going to bed earlier? The other day, I was in such a mood. You know those days where you're just like, what is wrong with me today? Like everything just was going wrong. Everybody I was talking to, I could sense how cranky I felt or how cranky I wanted to be despite how much I was holding it in. But I wanted to be cranky. You know, when someone asks you a question and you just want to be like, what? But instead you're like, yes. <laughs> you're just like, why am I so freaking cranky? And I decided to sit down. I was outside. I went and sat under a tree because... I'm just like, I honestly am really corny, guys. Like, I do really corny, sappy things. And this was one of them. I went and sat under a tree and was like, I'm going to meditate right here. And I sat down and I opened up my iPhone notes and was just like, what is going on? I physically typed it out at the top. What is going on? And I acted as if someone was just asking me that. And then I just let my thumbs go wild. And I didn't check into what I was saying. I didn't edit or proofread while I was writing. I just went for it. I just let exactly what I was feeling out onto, I want to say paper, but instead it was out onto iPhone notes. And at the end of it, I was like kind of shook because I was expecting something heavy and dark to come through. Like, you know, you haven't dealt with the fact that when you were a kid one time, you were left alone in the dark. Like, you know what I mean? You think that it's going to be something really big. You think it's going to be something really heavy. You think that there might be some big ghost or skeleton in your closet that you're ignoring that's still making you cranky. But what ended up coming out, I'm going to open my note right now and I will read you the first 
line. I might have to PG it up a little bit because I remember I, I put a cuss word or two in there. Oh my God. Okay, so I said, don't overcomplicate it, what's going on? And the first thing I wrote is, I'm anxious. And then after that, I wrote, why? This is gonna, this is, I can't believe I'm reading this to you guys. Oh my God. I swear, this is just, this stuff helps. Okay, try it out. But the next sentence I wrote was, honestly, I'm just effing tired. (laughs) And it's true. Like, I literally wrote a novel after that, just being like, I'm so tired. Like, I have not slept well enough in weeks. And because of that, I'm frustrated because I don't have the energy to do the things that I know I want to be doing. And I don't have the energy to show up and be around people with my happy-go-lucky attitude that I normally love to have. And instead, I'm showing up and holding in how negative I feel because I know it has nothing to do with the people I'm around. It just has to do with the fact that I'm freaking tired. Like I'm just exhausted. And this is a full on novel. I'm not kidding you. But doing that, getting aware of all of those things, it made it so that then I could focus. Okay, well, instead of just sitting here and milking that negativity, like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And feeding that, you know, victim story. Instead, I was like, what can I do to change it? Catch up on sleep. Boom. Went and took a nap. Felt amazing afterwards, okay? I'm still catching up on my sleep and then I ended up getting sick, which again, I feel like has to do with the fact of the lack of sleep I've been getting and the move. But in general, I can already feel myself getting better. Even the fact that, like I said, I've been sick and my windshield got chipped and all of just the little negative things that have been happening to me where normally like a couple days ago, I was ready to just explode at anything. Now I'm just like, "Eh." nothing really bothers me. It's fine. I'm focusing on getting better sleep and even just increasing my sleep by the subtle 30 minutes a night has been making a difference. Even just taking a little nap whenever I can find a chance is making a difference. I'm able to focus on what I actually need to change instead of burning up all of my energy, resisting how tired I am by drinking caffeine, aka not being honest (laughs) and not accepting. And not only that, forgiving myself for being tired because I'm human. I'm a human being. I'm doing a lot of things at once. There's a lot of things that even unrelated to work, a lot of my family stuff, sucks me dry. And I love my family to death. I do not mean that in a bad way at all. But there's just even a lot of family stuff that has been going on for me nonstop, no end for years. And even that, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Everybody has family stuff that goes on. Everybody has their social life. Everybody has their personal life. There's always things going on on a magnitude of levels. But instead of being upset with myself for being tired, I can instead be like, wow, okay, you've got a lot going on, little human. Go take a nap. Like, almost detach personally from the situation to be like, if this was my best friend, I'd be like, girl, you're tired. Go sleep. Like, go catch up on some sleep and see how you feel. And when I did it that way, when I decided to just focus on what I had to change instead of beating myself up or resisting it or whatever I wanted to do, it already started to get better. Now, like I said, mind you, I'm sick today and I've been sick for a few days now. So come tomorrow, I do have a lot of things to catch up on, but that's okay because following this little halftime, and I'm considering today as a full halftime aside from recording this podcast uh, and getting my lovely editor, Michael, to edit it for me. (laughs) But like I said, using that halftime to just re-marinate my brain. I don't even want to call it marinate. What's that word? Refreshen the palate. I was thinking of ginger, which made me think of sushi, which made me realize that I'm actually a little hungry for sushi, which made me realize that I'm coming out on the other end of my sickness. God bless. But like I said, 
Tomorrow I'm going to have a lot of slack to pick up on, but that's okay because today I'm using it as a halftime. Today is a whole halftime day. Today I was just honest with where I'm at. I accepted how much work that I have to catch up on. I've forgiven myself for falling behind despite all of the things that I've had going on. And now I know that tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to be able to just focus on getting back on track instead of feeling like crap about where I'm at. Does that make sense? So I hope that the halftime thing made sense to you guys as it did to me. I know that come tomorrow, I have a lot of things to catch up on, but I'm actually just really excited about it now because now that I don't feel crappy about where I'm at, and like I said, I feel like I've just been a little alien dropped into this life and I'm looking at everything I have to do as if there was no other way or no other version of me that already had it done, I'm able to just have fun with all of these projects that I'm ready to catch back up on instead of feeling like crap about where they should have already been. Which is something that I'm going to talk all about in part two. I don't know exactly what we'll call it. I think we'll probably just leave it with the picking up your own slack or how to pick up your own slack. Part two, where we'll talk about actually getting back in the game. You know, halftime's over, the whistle has just went, and now we're ready. I mean, me physically right now, not ready. I'm bundled up in blankets. I'm ready to go back to sleep for a little bit, maybe brew myself another tea after that, and just let the rest of the sickness seep away from my body so that tomorrow when I do wake up, I am ready to go. But in general, the way to get up and now actually get back in the game. That'll be next Monday, so definitely make sure you guys are around to listen to that one. And aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's Coffee Talk podcast. If you guys decide to use this little halftime thing, let me know and tell me what you guys thought about today's episode. I'm pre-recording a bunch of episodes for YouTubers, so if there's any themed episodes you guys want for the fall time, definitely let me know. And other than that, I'm thinking that I want to start targeting these podcast topics down a little bit more so that we can stop being so broad and start talking about more specific things. So tweet it at me, Instagram it at me, comment it on the cast box comment section, and I will take note. And aside from that, I love you guys to the stars and back. I hope you guys are happy, healthy, and still sipping something warm, although it might be cold by now. And I will talk to all of you guys next week. Bye, guys. Sometimes I feel like we don't get enough recognition being a girl, you know, with waxing and periods and having to give birth one day. I feel like we just deserve a little bit more credit. But not only on top of that, we as females need to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies and the things that we use. That's why I like to use Lola. Lola is a female-funded company offering a line of organic tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. The FDA actually doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of the ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency with the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and their wipes. Lola makes your month a little bit easier with their subscription, fully customizable so that you can choose and pick your products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and the frequency of the delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. And not only are they founded by women for women, you also end up doing good with your purchase. For every purchase, they end up donating feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So that's why I really love and condone this brand. I mean, not only is, like I said, it's run by women, for women, but they also do good and give back to the community, which is huge in this day and age. For 40% off all subscriptions, be sure to visit mylola.com slash coffee talk when you subscribe. That's mylola.com slash coffee talk. Talk to you guys next week.